All right, we used to be recording. Hey, y'all, welcome to the Bright Dream Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Laura. And today we're talking about food. Yes. I guess we are. Yeah, we're talking about Texas foodie food. So each fall, Texas in Laura's backyard has the State Fair of Texas. There are some things that are that stand out about this tradition. I don't know when it started. A long time ago, I'm going to say. <laughs> there is there's Big Tex that welcomes you. And it's this uh, gigantic... I don't know if you call it a statue. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a big figure that you'd have somewhere. Like, yeah, it's a like statue. Paul Bunyan, I kind of Paul Bunyan type, like gigantic 50 foot in the air and then says, hello, folks. Welcome to the State Fair of Texas. As everyone enters the fair, this gigantic roller coaster, uh, the University of Texas plays University of Oklahoma sometime in the middle of the game with the Cotton Bowl because it's on Fair Park is on the grounds of the Cotton Bowl. But one of the most notable things about the State Fair of Texas is the food. It's true. Oh, fun fact. It started in 1886, and it was the Dallas State Fair and Exposition. Oh, it's, interesting. It's gotten so big. It's so big that it's actually bigger than the Canadian National Expo Exhibition. We call it the X in Canada. Um, it is bigger in size and maybe even people visiting it. I have to fact check that though. Like I wonder if like every town, like every city had their own state fair and then like the Dallas legislature had to get involved to like rename it as the official state fair of Texas. Thereby the other state fair, the other city fairs like went away claiming that the overall fair of Texas, who knows? Well, it's actually World War War, uh, one and two world war one caused the state fair to be canceled. And then that's probably because they needed, um, people to go and fight and whatnot. And then the 1920s brought it back, they said. Um, so that's, that's when they moved it to Fair Park. And in 1929 and 1930, that's when the big football game that you, American football game you were talking about. Um, yeah. So it sounds like it found its home in like the 20s, late 30s and became the Texas State Fair. So, so Laura, have you attended the State Fair of Texas? I have. Um, I've attended a few times. Uh, once when I was visiting Texas before I lived here, and then a couple times whenever we had Wait, before visited, you lived here. Uh, yeah, I believe I was just visiting. Oh. Yeah, I was dating long distance for a couple of years. Okay, Toronto to Dallas, um, and uh, they were. I thought it was a fun activity, and then we bring guests when they're in and around. Like if you're visiting us, um, end of September, beginning October, we usually go with guests. I don't go every year because it's a bit much. I have never been. What? Yeah. It's one of those Texas things that I probably should have done like a long time ago. And at this point in my life, I've kind of like lost the desire to drive five hours and go to big crowds. And Yeah. If you want to go, let me know. I would, I would house you here. Um, And then, yeah, you're welcome to come. You and your little ones. Um, I go for visitors. Yeah, and the, you, you need to go, and what I say is it's by food. It's not just like food. It is like food. Like you need to have like a diet going in and like a training program. Like you need to be able to like start running miles like in August, work up 
because whatever pounds you drop between now and October, you gain them back plus 10 more and your eight hour visit to the state fair of Texas. I, I would say that's true, but I also thought you were training by eating like just really bad food. So like not all yeah. the food's bad, but it is usually deep fried. Um, my like favorite. A, like a pre-cleanse. Yeah. Post-cleanse of the fair. <laughs> that's a good idea. I actually like, they had a good beer. Um, one of the local beer companies made a funnel cake beer. So it was kind of like weedy with like an icing around the rim. They used to have a fried beer. They did, and fried margaritas. Yeah, I, it was some kind of like, I don't know, it looked like, like a ravioli or a sopapilla type thing, and they injected uh, like frozen shiner into the, like a super cold like frozen shiner into the beer. Yeah. The Texas beer, and they dropped it in the deep fryer. Yeah, essentially that's how they did it with butter as well as margaritas, which is Dallas is the home of the margarita, point of information. It was, was it? It was invented here. A frozen margarita was invented in Dallas. The frozen margarita? Yeah. What about like the margarita? I don't know about that. I'll get back to you on that story. But I know that there was a couple, there's a vendor downtown that uh, created it. So that's my claim to fame when visitors come. I have like a things I send them. And I was like, of course we have to go for a margarita. Was it someone that, was it the same person who had like a, sh- a slushy business and yes. decided, what if I put alcohol in here? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Really? Yeah, it was. Oh, I was joking. Okay, no. really? Okay. You're correct. Interesting to know. Okay. So the state fair of Texas food, um, usually they have like, you know, carnival food, like uh, popcorn, corn dogs, hot dogs. Fletcher uh, corn dogs. Plethora of said things. Yes. And you, you can wander in and around. The state fair also has like a midway, which is equivalent to like arcade, carnival, whatever you want to call it, touring carnival, touring circus, um, games. They also have rides that uh, and a big, really big state Ferris wheel um, that I've not been on. I don't know if I trust like carny rides. Yeah, rides. Um, uh, yeah, probably probably good uh, good thing to go with. But they also have like exhibits that you can buy, and they try and like sell you. So they've got these pitch people selling you everything from blenders to sham wows. You might buy it, which we had before. But they also have things like world's largest bed in the shape of Texas, the state. Um, <laughs> You think I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> they have everything from, like, we bought sheets to ShamWows to who knows what else. And for those of you who aren't from here, I know we've turned into a very Texas-centric podcast over the <laughs> years. Um, to, to say that we have pride is is, is uh, understatement. Like, if you go to a, a hotel, if you go to the Best Western in Waco, Texas, there's going to be Texas-shaped waffles the next morning. Oh, yeah, if you go true. to the grocery store, you can buy Texas-shaped tortilla chips. Like, everything can come in the shape of Texas. You can get the little hamburger patty molds to have, like, Texas-shaped hamburgers. That, now, it is a scientific fact that the waffles in the shape of Texas do taste better. <laughs> yeah. I, I've tested that. Um, I can't say that the same for um, the hamburgers because then it really doesn't fit on the bun Surprisingly, we don't have Texas-shaped buns, but it doesn't fit on the bun very uh, very well. And as I, as I say that, it will probably be at the fair. It's true. And I also, I will say, like, point of information, when I first moved to Texas, I thought, like, Texas was its own country because the flag does fly the, at the same level as the U.S. flag. And yeah. we've got the Texas Star, the Lone Star State on everything, highways, um, markings all over. Um, the fair also has, like, 
lots of games and other things like petting, small petting zoos and other weird things like that. But the food, I think, is the most impressive thing because all the food at Texas has like a Texas gourmet twist to it. And yeah. sent me the list for this year. And I was kind of like, well, if this doesn't entice him to come up. I don't know what will. So if you think about like, what's the worst thing I could possibly eat, right? So think about that thing in your head and then think about how can I make it even worse, right? So there were deep fried Twinkies and deep fried Oreos. And I think those are, are gone like beyond just fair food now, but like, I think that was the original home of the fair. So most things, if you think of normal food at that place, there's a deep frying quality to it. Or there's like something like corn dog ale, an ale, amber ale brewed the blend of pale two rose barley, caramel melt and smoked melt. Now, are you reading, are you reading this from the list? Yeah. Well, this is not the list. This is just new foods at the fair. So this is not the competition. Okay. These are just foods or like fried cup of corn elotes. Uh, so that's what, sweet Southern corn in a flaky pastry. These are just foods that they'll sell you. Um, a Texas Thai delight, yummy sticky rice infused with coconut milk mixture. Layered with mangoes and coconut. Like, see, there's nothing actually Texas-centric about that other than the name of putting Texas in the name. Well, I would disagree. So I think where I live, at least, and I think where you live, too, we have a pretty diverse population. So we do have these pockets of um, whether they're transplants, people have come here, migrate here. Um, lots of great different cultures and food that are legit places. Um, I know speaking from like coming from Toronto and they've had like where we have like little Korea, Chinatown, like the food is legit. You know, when there's like dead chickens hanging in the window, it's going to be a really good place to go. Um, <laughs> flat noodle, Chinese. No, I'm not kidding. Like, and, and we have those same things here in Dallas um, yeah. and, and other parts of the state as well, especially around the big cities. Bacon brittle. Oh. Yeah, t- Texas has become one of the most diverse states. I'm not as certain about, or country. I'm not as certain about the Dallas area. I know Houston is extraordinarily diverse. University of Houston has become one of the most diverse. Um, well, we, we must be. Dallas is one of the most top spots for millennials to move. So go us. You know, every city says that, though. So I don't know. Houston's number three for size in terms of like in the last 10 years where they've had the most people move into. Um, so Houston has grown a lot for because of employment. We've not gone down in employment in our major cities, Houston, um, Austin, San Antonio and Dallas. So we've yeah. never and and um, yeah, I think we've never gone down in size. We've grown. We've kept growing. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a book called Jeez, uh, Texas. uh Big, hot, and cheap, or cheap, hot, and big, or um, by Erica Grader. Um, I'm going off the rails here, but she was talking about the diversity population in Houston. And Houston's always had a really strong economy, has a lot of jobs uh, because of the uh, oil and gas industry originally, but has grown into other sectors. Mm-hmm. And how you know immigrants are not necessarily looking at places to live based on like a lot of the quality of life things a lot of people look at like, Oh, what are the, what's the shopping like? Or what's, what are my amenities around it? Can I go to the mountains? Can I go to the ocean? You know, they're like, I want to go where I can have a really quality job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can provide for my family. They can go into good schools. Like they're very practical in their way. So like Houston's drawn in a lot of immigrants from uh, that reason, but we digress. Yeah. And so I always think about talking about this list. Oh yeah. So fairs attract you for different reasons, but we're talking about it for food. So how many food items are on this list? 33. Wow. 
33, these are the finalists um, for the food selection. There's a, uh, an event that goes on called the Big, Cho- Big Text Choice Awards. And this is the 15th year this is happening. And so uh, they have different types of tastes, though. Yeah, so there's there's savory, there's sweet, there's well, there's the only two that I see on this list, savory and sweet. So they're in they're in those two categories. And I think they give like a prizes for like most creative or best taste, or like they've got some other lower level prizes. So but yes, you're right. Those the two you know, we'll link this list in the show notes because we're not gonna go through all uh thirty three of them because and honestly we, I don't even know if we could explain what all of these things <laughs> Uh, on here, but but let's go um, through some that that stand out to you. All right. Um, is there anything that you see right away? I have some uh, interest, intrigue, and I don't ever know if I'll eat it. Is the deep fried energy bites? What number is deep fried energy bites? Um, so I mean, it's under the sweet list. So I mean, energy bites is somewhat of a like. I mean, I. It's not healthy per se, but they're not necessarily bad, right? It's like a, they have like honey or. Something. I was thinking of it as like five hour energy and frozen into a bite that's deep fried. Yeah. If you want so, to have a full day at the state fair, have one of those. Now, under savory, there's, and this is not fried, there's the PB&J bacon pickle dog. That actually sounds good. It really does. I think I may try it soon. <laughs> <laughs> that that one you can replicate at home without being burned. I think it's uh you're yeah, going to try, try and make this. I'd like to see a picture of this then. Yeah. Then there is the um the the deep fried cracker jacks. So explain what cracker jacks are if people don't know what they are. So this is uh take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. By Mr. Pins and Cracker Jacks. I don't know. Is it caramel? Caramel? I mean, I haven't had Cracker Jacks in decades. Is it just like caramel popcorn, I'm assuming? Like caramel corn? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, like the kind of the sweet. But, so it's popcorn dipped in caramelly top substance and apparently dipped in fried grease and served to people. Um, in this era rendition, so the deep fried Cracker Jacks, I'm assuming it's coated in some type of coating or it would just dissolve inside the inside the grease so um yeah i I found one that i would love to try and i don't know if i can make i can't make it because i don't have a deep fryer but if i run into someone with a deep fryer is a stoking smoking cowboys bacon and brisket egg roll that sounds delicious so i did see this so i wonder if it's wrapped in um so so it doesn't say it's fried right no, no, I'm pretty sure it is because an egg roll is usually fried. And I well, think have the, like the egg roll paper that may not necessarily be fried, right? Like maybe steamed. It could be steamed, but come on. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. There's no steamer there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're right. Um, those are really good, though, to like, those are fun to make. Like, if you ever buy the egg roll stuff, because we deep fried a bunch of stuff one. For Easter one fun year, my friend Ron and I were making beignets, and he's like, look, I have some other things we can deep fry, and we wrapped up, like, Easter eggs in, in the those wonton and egg roll papers. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Not good for you whatsoever, but delicious. Now, down here on the bottom, I have to go find this down here, is the fried burnt-in burrito. Now, this would be a little too much. Now, are you familiar with burn-ins? I am, but I didn't think that was a Texas thing. 
It's, um, I'm assuming there's different versions in different places based on okay. if it's pork or, pork or uh, um, beef. Okay. Um, it's, I will say it's generally not as, um, generally speaking, I would say it's not as big in Texas. Like you have to special request them. They're generally not on the menu. Um, some places will just like throw a couple on your plate just as a, not a garnish, but like here's an extra thing you can have. So, so in, I guess Kansas City would be pork. I don't know what it would be in Kansas City. So Other would be pork. I was going to say, friend of the pod, when I stopped by to visit Kristen Abel when she last lived in Kansas City, she's on the move, um, is where I had burnt ends. And that's where I thought they were known for. So they're delicious. You took me out there. It was great. But was it Was it pork or beef? Or do you care? It was delicious. It was delicious. It was so. It's burnt ends are essentially the end of the cut. Uh, they go in and they it's usually smoked. Yeah. And so it's the end of the cut, which is a little bit like chewier. Got lots of flavor juiced in. I believe it was pork. Okay. So um, so Kansas City has a different barbecue. St- everyone has a different barbecue style, right? So uh, Texas is, is big on beef. Um, there's uh, a brisket is this kind of long rectangular type shape, uh, chunk of meat, which comes from like the cow's like lower neck area. Say neck is weird because it doesn't really have like a neck neck, but anyway. And so, um, if you, when you look at the brisket, one side is called a point. One side is called the flat. The point is like a larger end. The flat is the skinnier end. So the heat is what we call offset heat. So if you think of like a, like a large barrel barbecue grill where you put the meat, um, you don't heat it from below. That would be direct heat. So the, the heat's like off to the side and was the firebox. And then the smoke just kind of like wafts its way through. Um, and then it'll go up the, the, fire, the, the fire stack. So you really, to smoke a brisket really is a long, like eight to 12 hour, like commitment. Cause it's the saying is low and slow, right? So you keep the heat, you keep the heat low, like around 250, you cook it for a long period of time. So, um, a lot of people would say Texas barbecue should not be overly seasoned. It should be salt and like kosher salt and, uh, like, like large ground and crushed pepper. And that's all you do. Then you coat it in that. And over a period of five or six hours, it starts to develop this crust around it. And so, uh, over, uh, over uh, time, the the large side you leave a lot of fat on there to kind of protect it from the heat, so it doesn't dry the whole br- the whole brisket out. And over time, that fat like really kind of renders down and kind of burns a lot of it off. And then what you have left there is is like is the burnt end. So you wouldn't want to typically wouldn't want to eat just like all burnt in uh, necessarily uh, because it is super fatty. But like to have some bits of the burnt end is super delicious because like it has all that smoky flavor and those juices and you know, all that kind of like trapped in there and it's kind of crunchy so it, t- it has a different texture and so this takes that which is delicious and i feel that <laughs> deep frying could kind of ruin that it seems like a bit much like it it, it has in a burrito so i don't know if you deep fry the burn in then put it in the burrito if you put the burn ins in the burrito wrap it up and then put it in a deep fryer I think so. Awesome style or however it, how it is. Uh, yeah, that one I wasn't sure about. I wasn't really keen on it. I was really interested in um, 
the deep fried Nutella custard stuffed French toast. Um, that's a sweet option. I'm moving to sweets now because Nutella reminds me of my Nona. Like we used to have that all the time with pizzas and. Oh, so that's for the Italian crowd that comes. comes <laughs> it is. It is for the Italian crowd. Uh, the Europeans like the Nutella, uh, which is delicious, uh, nutty, almondy, nutty uh, flavored. I don't know. I just like French toast and. But I'm not sure, like all this like custard, deep frying custard, they must be wrapping this. The bread must be wrapped. And it must be, like you said, a frozen cube of custard because there's no way any liquid could survive. Um, yeah. They have to freeze it for sure. So there's the peanut butter cup Snooky. And I got to say, I'm not familiar <laughs> with what the Snooky is other than... Uh, a really bad reality star? Yeah, like some from Jersey. Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, went to high school with Valerie, I believe. Uh, that's really funny. Uh, my dad dances like they dance in Jersey Shore, fist pumping in the air. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, so was there anything else on the list that you kind of stood out and said, how do they do that? Um, so there's some, so like the, the deep fried sweet corn. So, uh, San Antonio's big with corn in a cup and it's, is what it sounds. Um, okay. Maybe with some like chili pepper, uh, chili uh, um, kind of seasoning on it, but it's, it's literally like, kind of like uh, a corn in a cup. Um, we're also big on fruit cups, but regardless, um, I don't know why you'd want to fry that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if like fried corn, if you fry an ear of corn, does it really taste better? I guess, I don't know. Um, Do you have to fry everything for this to be in there? I, it's just, that's a good question. So most of the savory things do look, um, I mean, pig in a cannoli. I don't know what that is. You know like, what I cannoli know. is? I don't know. I don't know what pig in a cannoli is. Like what part of the pig? Is it bacon? Is it ham? Is it like what, like what? That is what a is broad the, name. Yeah. Like, what is in the cannoli? Yeah. Like what's, um, what's in there? The champagne jello hot shot has a whole lot of flavor and stuff going on in that one. So, so, okay, this is interesting. This is what I, what I thought about. Okay. Like, so Dallas is looked at as like the city of like, like that's kind of where the more, um, this is obviously before Laura moved here. Um, but Dallas is like, like the snobbish type city, right? Oh, it's still the same. So, yeah, yeah. so you think of the TV show Dallas of like big hair, uh, fast cars, like image really matters. You can't just go to the grocery store. You got to get dressed and got to, you know, cause someone might see you. And so like, so like the image in Dallas really matters. A lot of a lot of wealth and a lot of um, aspiring to be wealth lives there. Right. Still, still the case for some circles. I just don't roll in those circles. Yes. Yes. And so and like that. So so like so they're thinking of like that crowd. Maybe that crowd, the old Dallas, may be the judges of this contest. So we gotta <laughs> class up our game a little bit. We can't just fry stuff. We can't just have beer. We can't just have that kind of stuff. I know. Let's have. I've never been a fan of Jello shots, though. Champagne Jello shots. Ugh. No, just, just just drink alcohol. Like, yeah. Why do you? Have- if you're gonna have put champagne into anything, why wreck it with like Jello potentially and something spicy? Yeah. Well, it, well just like that. Alcohol is tasty enough to enjoy without putting it in like a melon or Jellos or whatever it is you're, you're putting it in. I guess there was 49 entries. So you have to have enough to serve while there. And so other people can try it. It's not just for the judges. Like I think they have to have it for a while. And how many judges are there? There seems to be 30 represented by 30 concessionaries. 
Yeah, I think it's a blind judging from start to finish. So the panel doesn't know which concessionaire is behind each recipe. But they also, so besides this contest and this event um, that you can go to, they have preliminary judging, tasting, and they serve it to like the general public too. So they have to have it enough of it, like mass produce it. So these aren't going to be big things when you get them. They're going to be like a sample of whatever it is. Yeah, but still like a judge, like there's no 33 things that are like, extraordinarily unhealthy like we like for you to judge thank you for volunteering <laughs> just to be sure um can we have a copy of your insurance and can you do a blood test for us to make sure <laughs> you're not gonna die <laughs> on the judging table in the middle of this thing um, the official cardiologist of the state fair needs to do an examination <laughs> first <laughs> and make sure you're fine did you look at any of last year's winners um, i did not so these are the ones that won last year to give you insights um so Last year, the savory was the Fernie's Hoppin' John Cake with jackpot sauce. I don't know. Something with like a salsa on top. Here's a link to it. Um, the sweet was an arroz con leche, a sweet crispy rice. That looks good. It looks like a mini sundae with caramel poured over it. Uh, but the rice is sweetened. And then the most creative is the cotton candy taco, which <laughs> it looks really cute to look at it. Um, the savory finalists were, I think this is adorable, deep fried shepherd's pie, like little little balls really? of shepherd's pie, um, Texas fried hill hill country, and this is a like a fried mozzarella complemented with locally grown basil sandwiched between slices of green tomatoes. So I thought Texas fried hill country would be like fried Fredericksburg peaches or something like that. <laughs> or pecans, as you say. Pecan. 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 We'll debate that one later. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> there's so many things that are said differently here, and there's five different ways to say different places here. So this, these all look delicious, uh, the way this is present, uh, presented on these things. And for some reason, the way it's presented in these little bitty uh, uh, boats or little samples, it doesn't look like you'll, you'll die with this. But, but having 33 of anything like this would be, uh, would be, would be a lot. <laughs> has this like enticed you to think about making a visit to the state fair? Um, I, so I would, but I do need to plan like six months in advance and have a really strict diet going in. Oh yeah. That's, this might not be enough. Like yeah. wait till I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm to that age. Like, like, like getting a pound takes like five years to get it off now. <laughs> I can't just like go for a jog. Or something. So it looks like Jeff's out, but I'm here and give me a holler in Dallas. If anyone wants to go to the fair. It goes for 24 days. It starts on September 27th this year, 2019. But uh, yeah, it's usually about a month, almost a month. There's always like cheaper discount tickets for different times of the day, year. If you go, you can always find something like that. Um, yeah, it's great. It's family friendly. You can go with anyone. It's good people watching. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I say go with the kids when they get a little bit older because they'll appreciate it. Maybe we'll have a fast super train up here for you then. That would be awesome. I know. Man, I'm getting hungry just like looking through this list. So I might have to go eat soon. Yeah. Um, but before we before we leave, can we say uh, a little a little word to about uh, our friends in El Paso and um, Ohio and absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't have anything intelligent to add to this, this conversation. I just don't want to ignore it. I don't want to just talk about Texas and all the um, food and fun that we have here without acknowledging that. And I didn't actually plan anything. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. It's just, um, we've had 
three significant uh, uh, we've, we've had three significant events in the past uh, two years from the church right outside of San Antonio to the school shooting in in Santa Fe, Texas last year and and now in El Paso and I've, I feel this is going to linger a little bit more. Our state reps are running out of things to, to blame besides guns and shooters. They actually try to, when our Senate governor tried to blame video games because we're the only country that plays video games, I guess. And yeah, and it's not mental health, people. So stop giving that as a reason as well. The, yeah. This was the person that, and I'm not going to name them because they're from Allen, drove 10 to 12 hours uh, with intention and full mindset to do this and has some really ill thoughts coming from um, where their values lie, whether they're following the New Zealand shooter, they're following um, other propaganda sites. Thank God some of them have been taken down. I think it's time to say we need to reckon with some of what rhetoric people are tossing out there and what beliefs and ideologies and start asking people um, why they think this or engaging with people about why they believe certain things or where their information is coming from because I think it's doing us a disservice as a society not to talk about the mistruths that are out there and the things that yeah. people believe and follow. And I had um, you know, a conversation just today with someone who was born in El Paso and then raised near Allen, right? So like it, he has this really weird kind of view on this because both of those places are significant to him. And he has still a family in El Paso. His mom's uh, originally from Mexico. And just the, um, the weird time, and, and in Texas specifically, because the Mexican culture can be fetishized, right? Around like, oh, the tacos and margaritas and Cinco de Mayo, though we don't know what Cinco de Mayo was about. And, you know, all of these kinds of things. And at the same time, um, just have these kinds of things happen in our backyard and, and the very culture that we're trying to, um, uh, kind of glom onto and, uh, appropriates is like, uh, uh, scared and struggling and, uh, victims of not just this assault that's in the news, but, but many things that are happening every day. So it's, it's an interesting dichotomy. Uh, so we've had, so we're, you know, obviously we're, we're open to talking to students and we have many students from the El Paso area and students who have gone to the El Paso uh, alumni who are now doing residencies and working in El Paso. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting conversation working at a health institution, which is a, also a level one trauma center is, you know, like our physicians are get involved in these. So, when the Solon Springs happen, um, you know, Dr. Liao and Dr. Um, Stewart are being interviewed nationally about, about everything with Sutherland Springs and their experiences in Sutherland Springs. And so it's, it's, uh, it really hits home to us now. And there are conversations happening in medical conferences around like, you know, training uh, physicians for this type of, uh, work right, especially if you want to work in emergency medicine or, or trauma surgery. So, uh, so, um, it's just I'm, just I'm really sad. Uh, I'm really sad by the whole thing. I'm sad by the rhetoric that happens afterwards because I feel that no one's really. Uh, I mean, I, I feel there are some solutions. I feel 
uh, either either or, or all guns or no guns, and we can't have an actual reasonable conversation in the middle about, uh, you know, is it possible to protect your house but not uh, be fortified like you're in an actual war? Like like an army is not coming in your house. Like you don't need military style weapons, and we just can't have these kind of reasonable conversations around this at all. And and very little is getting done uh, about this. So it's. Um, so it's really sad. So my heart goes out to those in El Paso. I don't use thoughts and prayers uh, hollow. Um, and uh, it really has been uh, weighing heavy knowing a lot of people that are connected to that, to that community. So, I mean, I think it's a time that we need to like open up our ears and listen to people that need to talk about things um, because this often triggers other things and memories or future events or them people cycling through, well, what if this happened to us or what if it's here next? So I think it's a good time to listen to folks. So Jeff, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think you're right. Like it's ill for us to not pass this to say we need to listen. And I, I hope that there is some hope on the horizon that the fraction of the NRA these days and where um, some party lines are heading that I think we need to make some movements and we need to make some decisions and, I don't know when this government's going to get off their, off their arse and do that, but I would like to say that people need to talk to one another, um, what we can do at the local level in our own communities, in our own little areas and pockets. Um, be there to listen to someone who maybe needs to talk these days, and that's all we can do at this point. Yeah. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. We'll uh, be back soon. Ciao for now.